0: can you hear the dude cutting his grass
1: i can hear something in the background I okay if it's I, not if anything you, crazy group. yeah if you ask me what's <laughs> the sound in the background i would have no fucking clue okay
0: oh <laughs> whenever i'm not talking i'll meet my mic so it doesn't come through because i bought this mic it picks up everything dude oh i got you
1: so do you do a bunch of
0: these so I've been wanting to, because people for years have asked me, like, why don't you have a podcast? Like, every comic has a podcast. Mm-hmm. But the, the, when I started making rank in the Air Force, I got, like, real worried that I was going to slip up. You know what I mean? Like, Master Sergeant in the Air Force goes viral for making a race joke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I just kind of, even with comedy, man, I, like, calm down when I spoke about and shit. Like, I just got, I went too far to the professional side. But now I wanted to do some voice texting. So I got the mic and all that shit, but I still haven't done that because I get ideas and then I just never do it. So I'm trying to force myself to, you know what I mean? Like I got ideas for podcasts and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this. And then I like turn on the Xbox and I'm like, no, not today. You know what I mean? Uh, So trying to get more out into the world now that I'm free and I can grow a beard and I'm done
1: with the air force. Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. So we are now in season four, and we are just going to go in a completely different direction. I heard everybody saying, Day-Day, we want guests, we want people. And um, I want to make a list of people that I want to fucking talk to. And this gentleman is someone who I haven't spoke with in years. But if you follow my comedy journey way back when in Arizona, uh, this is one of my first favorite funny comedian friends. Like People say that a lot. But they don't mean it. It's just, it's just something yeah. people say. Um, I fucking love this dude. And he's been all over the world. And I'm, I'm glad to have him here. I'm going to have him go ahead and introduce yourself. Corey, let everybody know who you are and uh, where you coming from.
0: Hello, beautiful people. I am Corey <laughs> Kling, soon to be retired after 20 years of Air Force service. So I'll be smoking them trees in a few months. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. But day is... Hundred percent correct. He's actually, and I say this when I talk about him to like my wife and stuff, that he was my first friend in comedy in two thousand. I think nine or ten, maybe. I think two thousand nine. I okay. Uh, but he, when we met, the reason that I think we became friends is you were the first comic that I'd met that wasn't always on. You could have like a conversation. You know what I mean, and not. You went to try to run new jokes past me for three seconds before you went on stage. And I was just like, okay, so there's real people that can talk and not be <laughs> like, hey, so I was at the supermarket. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shut the hell up. So I appreciated that.
1: It's it's insanely annoying, but I like I get it because of so so when you become a comedian, it's 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 this idea that you are supposed to always be on. And that's yeah. not it. We're real fucking people. You know, we have thoughts and yeah, feelings. That's true. And the, a comedy club is great and it's great to be there and work a club but in my opinion you start to learn so fast the artificial parts of comedy oh yeah and and i feel like that's what you you walk into you meet people and they're just you know they they want to tell you bits and they i just want to fucking talk to you dude let me drink my fucking drink you
0: gotta (laughs) you gotta warn me yeah (laughs) you, you can be like hey i'm gonna run some jokes past and i'm like that's cool but a lot of people Try to work it, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, it's hot out. And they're like, yeah, I was in a, a truck stop in <laughs> December. You know what I mean? Like, no, you, oh, shut up. come on, just warn me first. But no, yeah, I appreciate real conversations, especially comedians that write a lot of like real life jokes and stuff. They're usually real deep and wise to speak to. And I like that,
1: oh, okay. you know, try to so, learn off of people. So where are you in your, your comedy career? Because you have had a lot of things happen within the last 10 years. Because it's, it's been... It's been 10 years uh, to the day, and uh, (laughs) I know you've done comedy overseas, you've done it throughout the country, you kind of stopped for a bit, like, where are you at?
0: I'm trying to re, I'm trying to get my passion back for it, a Mm -hmm. lot of it was, uh, so you remember Arizona, right, my first three years, I was at the one club, Mm -hmm. right, and then I left that club, and then I had to start over, and Mm -hmm. hitting the bar shows. And then I went to Korea. And luckily, the first show I did in Korea was an international contest that I got second place in. And the people that ran that ran stand-up soul is what they called it. So, man, I was meeting, like, I opened for Ben Kronberg. I started producing a show. Kyle Kinane came out. I opened for Kyle Kinane. So I was like, I met Rodney Perry and Gary Owen. Like, wow. Like, I went to Korea and met more famous people than I did when I was in there. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) for not even real clubs. So I started producing shows and did all that. And then when I got to North Carolina, I was so tired of starting over. I I went and did like two open mics and I was like the 35th comic doing three minutes. And then that happened twice. And I was like, so I just started producing a show in North Carolina, did like maybe five or six shows. Got to Virginia. I was like my hometown. And then I was just so frustrated with starting again that I just kind of stopped for a while. But now it's like, I got a show end of the month, a little brunch show at the beach. You know what
1: I mean? So I'm getting back out there now. Mm. I was just so tired. I, I understand that uh, after I left Arizona, I was in Arizona for six years, but comedy didn't start. Uh, so I was like five years in okay. and moving back to Iowa, which, you know, it's first of all, it's Iowa. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a problem in itself. And then and then moving back here, I ran into like like producers and people like send me a five minute clip for an open mic. Like, yeah, I have to drive two hours for like some of the shittiest gigs my, my my first shittiest gig when i moved back was uh i don't know if it was an open mic i think it was but it was at a christian coffee house what what was your first shitty after gig after arizona after arizona yeah Say so you can Kare- remember
0: Career was actually really good i think when i got to virginia we did it was one, he's one of my friends now so i'm not saying anything bad about it but I hit him up I knew he produced shows and I was like yeah can I get on one of these shows and he was like he's like yeah send me a clip and then I I was like that's cool because it's a book show Bro, this shit was in like the back room of a restaurant and shit. It was like <laughs> nobody was there. I'm like, why am I sitting close? But that dude, like, this is how funny that dude is at producing shows. We did another one at a different restaurant, right? <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> <take>. <laughs> yeah. Half the half the like on the other side of the restaurant was an open room where the show was, yeah. and nobody came. There's no crowd. So this dude, while families were eating dinner, set up the amp and everything in the main dining room and just started a comedy show while people were having dinner. There's like kids there and shit, and I was just like. <laughs> don't you why like nobody's wow. here for this dude wow but, uh, it was funny man it was cool we're gonna but, get uh, somebody I think that's... dude because there's so many just shit shows like and it's not not people's fault like i'm not like bl- blaming anybody it's just that if they're not like fans of comedy not a lot of people like that. when i meet people i'm like dude if you google comedy shows near me like Eighty percent of the shows aren't in comedy clubs. They're in like you know bars, restaurants. Right, and there's right. good, good shows. They're mm-hmm. great comics that you see at clubs mm-hmm. doing that. You know what I mean? So I always try that, like I always end when I post about it with like hashtag support live comedy. You know what I mean? Like I think people need to know more. But yeah, so that
1: show was very awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds it sounds fun. Like if you don't do shitty gigs, I feel like uh, no matter how long you've been doing comedy, you haven't really experience the full circle of comedy because at your oh, highs are yeah. highs there. There's always lows. Um, so tell me, tell me three things that people need to know about Corey Clint.
0: All right. Uh, I did mention I'm retiring from the air force. I joined when I was 17 after I dropped out of high school and went to a boot camp for troubled teens when I was 16.
1: Now, so for now 21
0: years. Okay.
1: Is this, is this correct? You you were 16. You were in, high school and you you were a, you took freshman a couple of years did you
0: yeah i was i <laughs> dropped out my third freshman year so i think i was <laughs> so because me, me and my mom were talking about it actually recently so i think i had like some 10th grade classes but i was considered a freshman still okay because uh, like credits and, then, and shit yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so halfway through 2000 right yeah i dropped out december of 2000 my friends had just gotten out of this boot camp and my mom was like, well, I'll let you drop out if you go do that. And that was six months of like basic training, which was the best thing I've ever done. It, they did their job. You know what I mean? Like I was straight. That's when I joined when I was 17. So that's uh, both my kids are 18 and 19, graduated high school now, they're in college, one's at Penn State, one's doing a school of technology, that's cool and, I remember uh, when they were fucking little dude, I mean, not little, little, but like, no, you're right t- it's like, crazy, all they want to do wanted their whole lives was move back to Arizona that was all of our, like, favorite places to live which yeah. is, for some reason, it was just so nice there
1: man. I love Arizona, I miss it
0: yeah, I did too uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think I hit, oh, I actually thought about this earlier I, I did, it was like six or seven straight birthdays, all in a different country from when I was nineteen to like twenty four or twenty five, it was like, or yeah, twenty five. It was like every year for my birthday I was in a different country. I just thought that was cool. I hit like fifteen countries, I think, when I was twenty five. Do
1: you do you have like a favorite birthday in one of these countries? Like during that stretch, because that that's pretty impressive. Korea, Korea, yeah, co- So like, Korea was good to you. So I, that I turned 20, I turned
0: twenty one in Korea. Got it. So <laughs> uh, say less. That was yeah. <laughs> that was great. I think. Well, All the countries were just kind of like they're they're all cool in their own right you know what i mean but uh i think israel that was in israel in 07 for my birthday and i think that was like the coolest shit to see it's a nice country
1: it was awesome you alluded to this earlier about just finding your passion in comedy again which is a very difficult thing because you you have to you have to love this and and be passionate because of all the shit that comes with it what's something other than comedy and and don't say family like I you know my my kids <laughs> my passion like what what's something that you're passionate about I just that- want to be a
0: good parent. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't give a shit about being a good parent. No, <laughs> I do actually have just my stepkid, just me. My, my wife's a boy, so it's me and him. So that's like been an interesting dynamic.
1: How, how old uh, is your step?
0: son, eleven.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Do you is that like going back in like in time for you having two boys? And then, like, going yeah. back to, like, the age 11, do you think about when your boys were 11? Yeah. It'll be like, bring up Pokemon.
0: And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. i never had to think about Pokemon, man. Like, shit. But uh, so we just started watching. Squirtle. I introduced him to, like, Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, to get back to your question, something passionate. I got real involved and kind of passionate about leadership uh qualities throughout my career and i actually just got my degree in management which was a lot of learning different leadership stuff but mm-hmm. i got real real into becoming a good leader because especially in the military but in general man a good leader can make a break a workplace you know what i mean and then i took a job where i'm not supervising anybody so <laughs> it might be pointless <laughs> but
1: <laughs> i'm to get a manager tips and shit like <laughs> what you need yeah. to do uh, So I
0: got, yeah I got, re- I got real into that shit man i was like I don't really read books a lot, but I was watching a lot of videos, reading articles, and then I just started my degree path for it. So I just just got my bachelor's a couple months ago. Oh, congrats, man!
1: I, I think that's beautiful, Thanks, dude. You, you you like, there's so much to your story where it seems like there's a bunch of crazy shit that happens to you, but then there's also like some beautiful end of the tunnel things where yeah. like, you know, you come out on the other end. If uh, yeah, if I agree. You, if your life was a, a was a book, like what what would be the name of this chapter in your life right now freedom oh that's,
0: freedom. i like that that is
1: <laughs> i have
0: never felt dude my last year like in the military like waiting to, and i love i, I love my time there Air Force. i love all the people and all that it's like a disclaimer i probably have to say but i was like just so ready to be done because look i i've been talking with my friends and like once i started retiring a lot of people were calling me like hey how'd you know it was time and i was like Mm -hmm. i started thinking about it and i said so a lot of people don't know this but like depending on your base you can't go more than six hours away from your base without being on leave right so you got to use vacation days to go more than six hours from where you live and i was just so sick of shit like that like bro like i see all my friends right like you're, you're like i'll be in arizona and i'll be in iowa and i'll be doing this and i'm like i can't even do i can't go to another state without using vacation days to do a
1: comedy show you know I mean? it's like just things like that so, I, so so here's the thing i don't know if you can speak on this i'm trying to make the the topics particular to my guests so that at least they can have some type of insight um but again okay. i don't know if you can and or will would be comfortable so I was reading the, an article from the LA Times, and this gentleman by the name of uh, M.E. Johnson, he's a California Supreme Court judge, a retired U.S. Army colonel, uh, an Iraq war veteran. He did this interview, and they posed the question, did America troops who were killed in Af- Afghanistan die in vain? Is that uh, a thought that, that, that comes in your head? Is that a topic that that's ever discussed. So
0: what I've noticed is people, cause I was in Afghanistan in 08. Uh, I think a lot of people that w- were there, especially in country saw everything happening with us leaving and the Taliban taking over and i think a lot of people got like one of the guys the guy navy vet comic here got real into it and he actually was get helping get people out from contacts he had in afghanistan so like i think a lot of people went real into it and then i think whether it's good or bad to say i think i kind of went away from it i didn't really look at it like also was it all for nothing stuff like that and i just with with the retirement and just like trying to find a new job and like stuff like that i kind of shut down and didn't really look into it so i can't really speak to the specific but i don't want i don't i don't want to anybody died vague, man? That's awful.
1: Uh, yeah, he 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 kind
0: of goes I on getting nervous and shit, man.
1: <laughs> no, no, I I, I, I just don't. I, my mind doesn't think that way. It's 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 the same when someone's like, oh, the Super Bowl is rigged. Do you really no. think Tom Brady threw? It was planned for him to throw this pass at this time. Like, I just. I feel like if we go through life, then then we've got to like question everything. So I don't know. I just thought that. So was
0: a- that's a big thing, and I started doing that, man, just questioning shit a lot. Mm-hmm. It was just so exhausting. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just always, always being on edge. Yeah. That's not real. Like fuck, I don't. I don't <laughs> even, bro, I don't even care now, man. Like I don't care. <laughs> I'm just trying to chill and have a have a good relaxed life. You know? Yes. That's it, man.
1: I agree. All right, so I've been doing debates on my Facebook page for oh so many years. Oh, yeah. Day, Days Debated a date? Is they, that what it was? <laughs> Days Debate a date. They have evolved <laughs> drastically over yeah, the last of couple of years. Some of golden. Um, my favorite currently, actually, are when they are requested. When people say, Dave, can you post this? And the reason why they're my favorite is because I feel like they, it comes from a particular place. It's very personal, even though it's it's a sometimes a broad topic or a conversation it's like hey it's almost like i'm providing a service at this point um yeah. the you know the, the the crazy stuff that i post sometimes are just to have a conversation but this one is from 2019 and i'm gonna read the i'm gonna read it for what it was and it's not really a a, a debate more of a like a, someone asking for advice so uh <laughs> if you will this is a uh, this is yours so I have a friend that's a hoe. Well, um, well not a hoe. But, it's like, but that's a through, good start. <laughs> but went through a whole phase. Uh, she has a guy that cheated on her. So in return, she cheated on him with multiple guys. She then gets pregnant and has three possible fathers to her child. They have a long distance relationship. But after him hearing about uh, her pregnancy and believing he's the father, he's now making plans and arrangements to move closer them to get a place, so on and so forth. My friend is only about 20% sure that he is the actual father and doesn't know what she should do. Um, he, I want to suggest that she goes on Mori, but I don't know. So can you post this? And I'm looking for help slash uh, advice for her. We're not like besties or anything like that, but I think honest feedback would be really great for her. Um, what is, if you can give advice, <laughs> <laughs> what, what comes to mind?
0: stop that relationship like yeah. tell him that the babies might not be his like don't that was one of my fears my kids were babies man like i mean they look just like me they're my kids you know what i mean but it was like what if i found because one of my friends he had like a three-year-old and found out the baby wasn't his like that's you you now love that child you know what i mean yeah so i'd say honesty the one thing i have learned throughout life is honesty man if you're honest in the beginning you're not stressed later you know what i mean just mm-hmm. be honest about shit so, yeah, for one, especially if they're revenge-fucking-other people, <laughs> <laughs> dead that immediately. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I feel like... My friend has a hoe. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like the order we've gotten, it, it's almost easier. It just makes the most sense, like, logistically. Just to be honest, like, you, we don't... No one wants to deal with the consequences. I understand that. But it's yeah. always the better... Uh, solution, like I don't think there's ever been like lie, you know what I'm saying, lie, yeah. deny until until the truth comes out. Like like that shit always comes out.
0: It, it uh, the truth always yeah. comes out, especially if it's somebody like how I used to be. I was I was looking for the truth. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. wasn't just oh is that what happened? Okay, cool. I'm like going through phones and then you're asleep and shit. Like I used to be. I mean, for good reasons. <laughs> I had trust <laughs> issues. <laughs> every time i did it i found shit you know oh, what i mean so, see that see that,
1: so that i've never been wrong makes it difficult because like if you look at your track record you know it, it's like when with their intuition is like if you if you are suspicious it but you find things you almost got to be like yeah i'm 10 for 10 you know what yeah. i like,
0: no it, it's the most validating validating thing ever because <laughs> you're like man i feel bad for doing this oh that's the dick pic okay <laughs> that you requested, not unsolicited. There's a request there.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <That's hilarious.
0: laughs> uh, so I'm not wrong.
1: Like, I'm such a bad person. I'm such a bad person. Oh, I found evidence. Bitch, why did you? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I um, am validated. So you just celebrated five year. Uh, so is it a five year anniversary of when you met or five years of marriage? Like, which, oh, what met, did you just celebrate? We met,
0: uh, so we met on deployment in 2016. She was actually, so she builds bombs and I loaded bombs. So we're like, our career fields are like enemies. But our first conversation on the phone, she called and it was like, we we had never met. She called. She was like, hey, we brought you guys the wrong bomb and you loaded it. And I was like, all right, hold on. Then I was like, called my boy. I was like, hey, where's this jet at? And he was like about to take off. And I was like, oh, shit. So it was like, I told her, I was like, that jet's about to fly. She was like, are we going to jail? I was like, I see you in the yard, bitch. Like, we got to research shit, man. Like, it was Real, real, real fast paced. And then I finally found it was what is like a flight manual. Did all this research and shit. And it, we ended up, it was fine. It was legal. It wasn't an illegal load. Wow. <laughs> and then, and then like, check this out. Check this out. Her first day, she came out to the flight line to work and she was riding around in my truck. <clears throat> she was like real pretty. Obviously she's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Yeah, but right, she gets, right. she gets out of my truck and one of my supervisors came up. and was like, who is that in the truck with you? And I was like, that's my future wife, dude. And I drove away. And then we got married a couple of years later.
1: What, that's nice um, so what do you have to go through as far as healing to be in a marriage and that not work out but you should still put yourself out and find someone like what is that process for you to be like you know what this didn't work out but um i i'm, I'm in love with this woman i want to marry her i want to give marriage and everything a go again what's yeah. that process for you
0: For me, well, so it's her I'm her third husband, she's my second wife. So we've had
1: practice.
0: Okay. A big a big <laughs> thing <laughs> is <laughs> is honesty <laughs> with shit. So we tried and I mean every relationship you kind of get stagnant and stuff like that. But for me it was a lot of self reflection, mm. uh, of what I I self reflect a lot. I'm like in my head all the time just trying to figure out moves and shit like that, you know. Real killers move in silence. <laughs> so I just sit and think. <laughs> but uh no, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of what I want, a lot of I'll never do this again, you know what I mean, kind of things. Maybe <laughs> if I wasn't so young, I wouldn't have been so immature, and this wouldn't have happened now that we're older. And we both, I think it helps us that we're both military and both have similar jobs because we get it. We met, deployed, spent basically 12 hours a day together for like three months, got home, I moved into her house immediately. Like we weren't apart, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like when she left for this deployment, that was our first time being apart for more than like a week in five years. So this has been weird, man.
1: I love that. I love that. I, I think um, this this new bit that I'm I'm working out on stage is um, what What do you think the number one reason why marriages fail? You know, me and my wife have been together um, for a very long time, but we've only been married for four years. So I almost feel like the shit gets washed yeah, I away. Thought
0: like, I thought y'all were
1: married already no uh, no we didn't get married i remember we
0: all you know, got married and i was like is that the same chick <laughs> like, i thought they were already i was like i thought they're already married <laughs> yeah
1: uh yeah so my 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 answer like i, I asked the crowd and they'll give me uh what they think and um you know what i'll let i'll let you answer before i tell you what i think it is but okay. i'm one of those people that's like my answer is number one like <laughs> like, like family feud <laughs> Like there's, they're all on the they're all on the list, but my number one, I think, is the number one actual reason. So, what would you say is the number one reason why marriages do not work out? People grow apart. That's a good answer. That's a really yeah. good answer.
0: <laughs> well, I think because
1: so I was like, oh, I don't even remember who the hell I was
0: talking to. I was talking to somebody about it, and they're talking about their old divorce, and they're just like, yeah, we got married. So same with me and the mother of my kids. Right, we're at together at fifteen, married right after high school. She moved with me. You know what I mean? We're young. 18 living in a new state you know what i mean but you don't know who you're i don't know who i'm going to be in 10 years right mm-hmm. so i think that's another me me and my wife kind of have a relaxed view on marriage because we know that we're going to change and sometimes you don't want to change with that person and that's fine she was even like i don't really like football but i watch it with you because you watch it but she was like when i get back like i'm just gonna go do my own shit on sundays
1: and i was like <laughs> yeah baby." i was like that's awesome you know what i mean you should do that that's great that's actually yeah, that's so actually really good, good. My my, what's your answer yeah my answer is expectations i feel like people get married they have these particular expectations kind of going into what you were saying they have this idea of what mayor should be and um i think i think the worst thing that people do is they believe your significant other is responsible for your your happiness like yeah this person completes me and this person makes me whole like that's no bitch be whole first you know Uh like let's let's be two (laughs) holes that
0: (laughs) that is one of the truest corniest things Does that mean that's like you got to learn to love yourself before you can love someone else kind of thing. <laughs> but it's so it's true. You you got to be comfortable with yourself and then you can be comfortable together. No, I agree 100 percent with what you said.
1: All right, so uh, you pick a number between one and twenty five, and uh, each each episode will feature a comedy question, whether the person is you know a comedian or not. But uh, okay. 13 so i guess i have to tailor it to if they're <laughs> not a comedian but <laughs> we'll see what happens uh a number one to 25 13 13 your question is what is the hardest and easiest thing to talk about when you're on stage i don't have
0: i think anything's pretty easy for me to talk about because i write jokes in a way like i I talk about religion. I talk about race, but I don't say anything racist. You know what I mean? So it's not (laughs) hard to talk. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, bro, I just wrote a school shooter joke. You know what I mean? Like, I was was in a school shooting. I forgot. My brother was like, do you remember the school shooting? And I was like, yeah, I sort of got 1989, Atlantic Shores Christian School. I I was in preschool. I remember hearing the gunshots. Uh, A woman, a pregnant teacher died, which is awful. The principal was shot. The, The gun jammed. And all that he got arrested and stuff, and we were talking, we were talking about it, and I looked it up, and bro, I was like, the, I was like, the shooter was a black dude.
1: And I was like
0: <laughs> It's true.
1: That's not you mean, but, you know, it's like, true. It's,
0: it's tragic, but, but like, but I looked at it, and I was like, huh? Would, I was would like, you, like, bro, white, white, white people don't let black people have shit, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, a joke like that. I see you're
1: 89, and I yeah. raise you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i was like if there i said uh, if there's anything that white people should have left alone it was definitely rap music <laughs> uh but so a joke like that right can be a little difficult at first because people hear school shooter and they're gonna tense up they're not gonna wanna laugh you know that joke is not making fun of anything about a school shooting right. it's making fun of it was, a, it was a black dude instead of the thirty thousand white kids we've seen today, you know what i mean uh depending on where you're at like i could easily just walk into a store and now i'm the minority by far you know what i mean there's a lot of black folk here which is that's how i grew up that's what i like i prefer <laughs> right, to right. be around a lot of race but i did a show for the richmond funny bone at a golf course mm. up in, near richmond this mm-hmm. was like june of 20 right so this is like the floyd protests and yeah, real yeah. race real race heavy and that's- uh me and my wife
1: <laughs> you do your kkk and what, joke
0: and, and i did not i haven't said right. that in years <laughs> but uh i said uh it was me and my wife and like another white chick and the rest were, it was like tw- 20 black people which is fine i accidentally <laughs> said an old joke about race that i hadn't said in years it just like came out yes and yeah. i was <laughs> like shit okay And then I was like, "All right," I like looked and they're kind of looking at me. I was like, "All right," I'm going to talk about race for a minute. But I was like, "I promise you, it comes for." And I've never warned people, but this was a situation. I was like, "I I promise you, it's from a place of love." You know what I mean? Then immediately I'm like, "Jesus wasn't white," you know what I mean? Like. (laughs) I'm like, he he, he can't be white. I'm not saying he's black. He can't be white because he's not real. And then then it all went in after that. So, no, it ended up being good, but that was, it was scary at first because I didn't mean to go into it. Right. But but when I got done. find yourself there. Yeah. And uh, when I got done, I like exhaled. I was like, oh, thank you guys for not being mad at me. And I I looked at my wife. I was like, if that didn't work out, I was about to be like, babe, get out. (laughs) No. Yeah. So things are difficult at first. To, because you know how people are going to react when you hear a thing, you know. What I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like uh But yeah. So when I was going through a divorce, hard to talk about, but it's very therapeutic. You know right, what I mean? Right. But I think most things are. Pre- most of my jokes are about my own life. I only have a few like real, just stupid jokes that are just funny
1: to me. But gotcha. I, I think it's all pretty. Once you get used to it, you know, yeah. it's weird at first. Yeah. No, I, I think there's something dope about uh, finding yourself in a uh, unplanned place on stage. But having the material oh, yeah. and the confidence or the experience to, you know, find yourself out of it. Because um, dude that that is when you first start
0: comedy, people don't you don't know how fast your mind can race until <laughs> you're trying to see your jokes in your head. And as soon as they say your name, it just goes <laughs> so that keeping the calm mind, right, is like, OK, where you can think. While you're talking and doing a joke, you can think, oh, shit, I fucked up. Okay, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And then you can reset. You know what I mean? Like, right. no, you're right. Yeah, it's awesome. All
1: right. That's uh, that's it. We, we're we at the end. Oh, don't um, I get to ask you a question? Yeah, you or know, I was going to say, t- um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm concluding each episode with one question. I'll ask my question, but you've already kind of spoke a little bit about it. And it was just um, kind of a question on how's your relationship with your, your son's? you know now that they're yeah. grown men uh i was a, i missed
0: most of their lives i was apart and they, you know me and their mom split up and then her dad got sick like sick sick and they were like you need to be here tonight so there was a lot of flying back and forth pennsylvania to arizona and then she was i mean it wasn't like because we were as soon as we were divorced me and her were cool like we've been friends we were talked about, about writing a book about co-parenting yeah like yeah. we're cool man uh because i don't like i don't whatever people do fucked up things whatever high mm-hmm. five and got on with
1: it you know what i mean uh yeah, you guys had, like, a very, in my mind, I don't know how true this is, but a very Eminem and Kim type of, <laughs> like, relationship <laughs> where it seemed very, like, toxic. But at the same time, you awesome, guys were yeah. able to put, like, w- what mattered most. Yeah. And then you seemed like you had a great relationship after, so. Yeah, we we, we needed we, we were the worst husband and wife. We, we,
0: we brought out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm. kind of thing but as soon as you're divorced like i've never understood people still fighting like you're it's over you're divorced <laughs> yes you, why are you di- like it's fine so i mean i never missed a child support payment and she would drive down with the kids whenever i needed or i drive up like she was always just like yeah whenever you want to see them so until i got so that's why i left arizona was to go to korea so that i could try to pick an east coast base to get closer to them mm-hmm. so i was in north carolina which was the second closest geographically i could be and then I got lucky and got Virginia, which is the closest I could be. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. So our relationship is a uh, it was very odd when they were younger because we would go so long without seeing each other, but we would talk every once in a while. Uh, but I think it's really good now. I all I do is give life advice and they hate it. But it's like <laughs> every little thing they do, I'm like, well, now if you think about it, I'm like, okay, so problem solving, right? So here's the issue. Now we need to think of a plan. Start backwards, like putting like, leaderships in. Yeah, in- I'm doing like six sigma, fucking. <laughs> all that so so, become no, an old good. man <laughs> yeah it's it's nonstop. like i would get training in the air force would get like sexual assault training and stuff and i'd come home and give them that training when i saw them. like this is what a sexual bystander is it's like that's
1: really great though i wish yeah i wish all i was gonna say most for some reason i think i wish all fathers would would do this and have these types of conversations because yeah, it's when so i was nonstop. growing up not only not only did i not have a dad but it seemed more important to have like the sex talk, or a sex talk, as opposed to talking about consent and you know sexual assault and sex- yeah. like, I think young boys need to have that type of you know dialogue as they get older, so that they clearly understand yeah. you know the do's and don'ts. But I think we- c- I I applaud you. I commend you.
0: Thanks, man. We talked about that a lot. And when he was going to college, like real talk, I said, "I better not ever see a fucking picture of you in blackface." I was like, "I don't know why." <laughs> well, I was like, "I don't give a shit if you join a frat and that's part of the pledge. You will not. You so are hitting kidding kidding me." Yeah,
1: Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about sexual assault, consent, Dude. and no black faces. Yeah, like, I that is like.
0: <laughs> i was i was so terrified of that for some reason like because mm-hmm. kids are impressionable right so then mm-hmm. like some older seniors like yeah you can be in a fat brah you know let I mean put it yeah. on the fucking
1: face and he's like okay friend and then he's yeah, I, I almost got in a fight with uh i don't know some la comic turn moved to l he moved to arizona and he he had a, a black picture come out uh and then we all found ourselves at the big pine comedy festival um in flagstaff arizona and he like egged me on like i would see him and i think our first interactions was like i said something like look i don't fuck with you like that's it that's all i said it was like oh you you he either said oh you're still mad about the picture or oh you saw the picture something like that yeah. and i was like somebody get this motherfucker away from me it, like <laughs> I, I think you know a core of me is like i'm a very sweet gentle black man (laughs) but like people also forget i'm from detroit and there is this like takeover where like i don't know if this happens to you maybe but like you see red and you 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 get angry and you raid and and you feel like you can destroy shit (laughs) so yeah i was gonna destroy this little fucking uh person who i can't think of his name and i'm glad because i feel like that would like open another door but yes this is a great psa to to never do blackface like i just don't I've I never understood like
0: why Dave Chappelle wears white face. It's not the same. It's not the same. So shut the fuck up. You're, very, you're
1: very woke. I love this, Corey. Uh, 2021. You're very. <laughs> that, this shit has come together. The, term,
0: the term "woke"
1: was think, <laughs> the
0: fastest phrase that went from something good to sarcastic. <laughs> it was like three days. People were like, "Stay woke, stay woke," and then all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, another woke white comic." Like Jesus, yeah. so now I just now I just say uh, I live my life with empathy, sympathy, and uh, compassion, and then that allows you to see things like, hey, don't fucking paint your face black. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesus, I don't know, it's weird. My goodness, white, white people are the worst. Uh, All right, what uh, what is your one question for me? How do you define becoming a successful comedian? Or what's your what's your limit to for you to be like? Because like you have a special, you know what I mean. You got your podcast. Mm -hmm. You do all that. Like, what is there anything? Do you feel like you're a successful comedian or is it just like, I need to, I need to reach this level and then I will think I'm successful. Uh,
1: Yes. And no, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, no instantly because I feel like as comedians or artists, um, we're very hard on ourselves and I feel like it's one of those, the job is never done. So there's so much more I like to experience and do. So from, from that aspect, no, no, um yes sort of kind of because a good a good comedian friend of mine that i had on the podcast named bernard bell he said this at a show and for some reason when he said it i was like i felt that in my spirit he talked about um kind of the same thing but living your dream and it's like fuck i'm doing what i want to do i love this i'm already i'm already there so in the sense of I think getting I to him, no. do what I love to do, where I feel like it's my calling, all of those things, and, and putting out, you know, work um, and making people laugh and strangers laugh and become, you know, connected through that. Yes, but no, I, I would love to. Uh, I don't want to be famous. I mean, same. I think maybe there's something in me that wants.
0: Yeah. No. Same. No. The same. Same. Yeah. It, it sounds awful. Being no. Famous. No. Like, but, keep but, going. But, but
1: honestly, like I think there's something maybe deep down. There's you know the eagle in us that wants it but more than anything i just want to be able to do this for a living and make enough money to and people say comfortable i don't need a lot to be comfortable (laughs) when i hear people (laughs) say like i'm in i'm in rural iowa when they talk comfortable they're like all i need is six figures i'll be good you know like no like i I just need to be like (laughs) like, take care of my my kids my wife we we have a happy life dinner on the table yeah yeah and and i would i would be good and I don't need to be a household name but I definitely want to make sure the the work that I put out what I contribute to comedy is great. Like I would love to, you know, like when when comedians die or they get older or they do like specials yeah. and they look at bodies of work I'd love for them to like, okay, this comedian day peas from, you know, and they put a clip of something that I've done that was, you know, monumental or that 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 contributed greatly to to uh, the form of comedy. Okay that's a good answer thank you i like that not the same (laughs) way i
0: I don't i don't think i ever want to be famous i want to be like if i could just be like a b club headliner where like 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 fans of comedy like just diehard fans would know you know what i mean but not i want to be able to go to the store you know what i mean i like i like being out in the world i don't ever want to get to that point where it's just like okay send Mm -hmm. a bodyguard to fucking food line for me and one of the reasons I've been so in and out of comedy, and like I focused so much on the Air Force, was I never I would ne- I never wanted to be a starving artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I got kids, I got to pay child support. You know, I got a mortgage. I'm I'm not doing it because I've res- I respect every comic that you see that like moves to a bigger city and then just has a job just to pay the bills and is just out every night doing comedy. That is awesome. That is dedication. Like I got kids, bro. I can't be mm-hmm. doing that shit. You know what I mean? So I've, I've got it's just so interesting. I love seeing it when somebody's like, all right. Like they've be, they become the big fish in their pond, so they're, they're now got to move to a bigger pond, you know what I mean? And they're right. just that's so much dedication <laughs> to change your life. So I've always respected them, and that just wasn't something I was in a position to do.
1: Yeah, I hear you. It's uh, like I said, you have to love it, and uh, you got to be all in on it to make it work. Man, this was this was dope. Um, yeah thanks man thanks for I making time it. Our, our, I'm glad everything worked out because we were having complete <laughs> <That was laughs> major technical difficulties <laughs> real shitty at first <laughs> uh, but it's good to see it's good to hear you you're you you going too, to man. grow a beard which I'm uh, yeah. I'm in love with I'm, like I love working it. on it now <laughs> but <laughs> oh. again that's that's great I, I saw your post that you posted like in 10 days uh, I would never have to use a razor on my face again or yeah. it be required and yeah uh, you know congrats I'm and you won some so awards I, I thought you was going to come on here and like brag about all the awards that you <laughs> oh no nah, man won.
0: you don't need to brag when you get the awards <laughs> uh yeah well, what did i get i don't know i got some yeah no it's cool
1: that was the but, outstanding unit award and oh that, that was
0: and- that was making a joke about So you get a good conduct medal for like not getting in trouble for like three years or five years. And if you didn't get in trouble, you would get them every year. The outstanding unit award is way harder to get. But I had more outstanding unit than I did good conduct because I got arrested (laughs) at my first three bases. So I was like making a joke like I'm a really good team player, (laughs) so I can help your team. But I also get in trouble. So I was like making a joke about that. I thought it was funny. Actually, I do need to come up to Iowa one day for a show because I wrote a joke specifically for if I came to do a show with you in Iowa
1: and great I, and I really want to say it. we i i think we can make it work i'm not trying to produce any shows like i was uh the last couple of years but there's always room for special occasions i've uh it's i've so had some people come through some shows i've had some people that that's come through and uh it's it's just great to to connect on stage it's 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 like dancing <laughs> it's like it's no like, it, it, dude. It's like dancing and rhythm, and and uh, it's it's some of my favorite things to to work with some of my favorite people. So, all right, man, it was excellent to talk to you. I appreciate I your you time. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, once again, thank you very much, Corey. My first uh, love you uh, too. comedian friend and and in, in Arizona. <laughs> you be safe, bro. Love all right, you. Take man. care.
0: Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>